Hello, good afternoon. Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Thanks for joining me. And today, uh, again, I have uh, Katie Lilly from Lilyfield Accounting Solutions. Welcome back. Thank you. It's been a while. Yep, yep. Been a couple <laughs> of weeks. Uh, today, we're going to in, uh, jump into Chapter 7, which is the process component of the book Traction, Getting a Grip on Your Business Before Your Business Gets a Grip on You. I think I just made that up, that last part up. It doesn't actually say that, does it? Yeah, it does. Oh, yes. Or does your business have a grip on you? Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we're going to talk about the process. Um, you know, I think that's been one thing working with you, Katie, as you've, you know, helped uh, RB Oppenheim Associates and Digital Ops with our books and our accounting. Um, I really feel like that's been a, a great value that you brought to us in helping us create a process, you know, when it comes to credit card billings and, you know, things that are on a recurring thing, uh, you know, schedule. Um, so I, I'm sure your clients find a great value. But in the framework of of creating processes for our own businesses, um, you know, I think right off the bat, he talks about, of course, documenting your core processes. Um, what are your takeaways on that? I, I think we'll jump into some of the examples that he gave, but I know you wanted to speak specifically about a couple of things. So. so the first thing that came to mind when you just said that about the processes, because it also references the book, The E-Myth, which says the exact mm, same thing, Right, is that in order to get from sole practitioner to starting a firm, you have to get all that information out of your head. Knowledge transfer. Right. Mm -hmm. And the, the best way to do that is to create these processes. Right. And so once you've documented how you personally do things and how you want your team to do things, then that's really what it is. But what I like, so I knew that going in, I knew I had to do that in order to start the firm. I had to have all my bookkeepers following the same exact process that I follow so that it's seamless. Mm -hmm. And because I felt like it was a really good and valuable <clears throat> process that could be scalable. Um, but what I really liked about the book on this is all the other processes that you have to have in place yes, right. about running a business that mm -hmm. you don't think of, which again, referencing back to the E-Myth, he talks about those as the hats. So, um, right. you know, the three hats the three that you hats. wear. And yep. so that's really this just breaks down those hats into what those processes are. For instance, HR function. Mm -hmm. So we're going through that right now because right? Like, like we're, we're two and a half years old. Mm -hmm. So, and we've been blessed that all our people that we have have come word of mouth. Mm. So we've never had to actually go out and recruit someone until now. Mm. And so we're like, creating the process right now as we do it because fortunately I have a client that is um, a recruiter mm. so he he sat down and kind of walked me through what I needed to do right and so we're cr literally creating that process as we go along and that just made me think about wow that's so feeds into our dynamic where I'm the new firm and everything's brand new but RB Oppenheim is established been along around a long time. Mm -hmm. So three decades, right? Right. So how did process or this chapter like factor into you? Because you really do have established processes, but at the same time, you don't want to get complacent and we've always done it that way. So mm -hmm. how do you guys find that balance or how, how do you find value in this? 
Well, yeah, I think the HR process is really interesting and some some keywords, and I'll talk about that uh, RBOA process in a minute, but, you know, um, how you search, how you find that person, how you hire that person, what kind of orientation process you have, uh, how you manage that person, how you review that person, how you promote them, retain them, fire them. You know, like I really loved all of those words because, you know, when I, you know, for me, working as more of the the digital officer of just the digital division, I haven't been looking at sort of the the big picture. Right. Right. Um, but but as things are changing, um, you know, I'm becoming more and more involved of, of more sort of top level responsibilities. And so, yeah, we went through a process and just hired a, a new person. And, right. and we we have had. Um, you know, because we have established relationships in our community, um, especially with the universities, uh, with some of the other career center places, like we have those connections already built in. So right. when we put out a, a you know a a job opportunity listing, if you will, we have those established relationships. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other thing that really makes a big difference for us is. The, the mass amount of interns that have come through our doors over the last three decades. Oh, right. We're so it's kind of like them. it's a farm system, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, we usually have three or four interns per semester. If you multiply that times four, that's 12 right. per year times 30. Right. The numbers really grow. So, um, you know, our network of, of people who've, who've been a part of our you know, team to one degree or another become part of our network or feelers, if you will, um, that are out there. And then I think the other thing that's really important is, you know, myself and Rick, we both have a pretty dynamic personal brand when it comes to our Facebook profile, our LinkedIn profile. Um, You know, I think he's got over 1700 followers on LinkedIn. I have over 1700 followers you know, so we have a personal brand that's that's you know not just you know right, right, right. basic. So yeah. it's it's a combination of established community relationships and and you know places to go as well as our own personal brand. Um, but I think the other part that's really interesting too is like you know um, especially when you've gone through traction. And there's such a whole component about right person, right seat. Right. And that really influenced people analyzer, yeah, all that. Mm-hmm. That really influenced our hiring decision this time around, which was not a part of it in the last couple. Okay. So and you've you've added the pieces of this into the process. Absolutely. Un- undoubtedly, the person that we just hired, we hired oh, we hired them because of their values and not because of their skills. Excellent. It's to me, it's so risky, though. It seems so risky because it's like, you know, if you could hire like the best, you know, skilled person versus a they have the skills. Right. Right. But they maybe don't have the experience. But man, their values are amazing. Right. And we went with that. I love it. It's so great. I cannot wait. I, I, I really it. like the upside. I think is huge. Yeah, I think it is, too. I, I wanted to add something about the other thing about really documenting that HR process. Cause I'm like you, I'd rather be in the client work. I'd rather be in sales. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be doing that whole piece. But if you don't have that HR piece or that HR process documented, you will come to a screeching halt <laughs> 
and have to deal with it. Mm. Whether it's now I've got to find someone. How do I do it? That's where I am right now, right? So I've spent the majority of my morning working on that rather than you know working in or on the business. Mm-hmm. And so um, if we had a process, it'd just be like queue it up, let's do it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So we're having to craft that. But again, like if we had an employee problem or, you know, wanted to promote an employee or had to terminate an employee, if we don't have those documented processes, it just becomes a big issue. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, well, what did we do last time? Oh, let me go check. I don't know. This doesn't happen very often. You know, and some of those HR type things just don't happen often enough for you to like automatically remember it. So that's where I saw a lot of value in documenting that process. And And it gives you a lot. I mean... The example one was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to say that the example one is the HR and he really does kind of break out into all the different segments. And I mean, at the end of the day, running a business, whether you're, you know, a business of six to 10 employees or 50 to 100 employees, like the success of your business is going to be predicated upon the people running your business. Right. So the people part is really important, which is why there's a people component uh, addressed in there. So, yeah, I, 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 I do. And I, I think even going back to, you know, retaining people um, been another really big piece of what we've been talking about in 2019 is culture. And, you know, what does that mean and what does that look like? And especially when we look, you know, now to the next 10 years, again, because we're looking at our one year, three year, 10 year. Right. right? We're starting to right. look at that and we're, we're thinking about how do we keep people here? You know, and that goes back to culture, which goes back to values. I mean, oh my gosh, like this thing is really just coming together so nicely. Yes. Um, and you can understand why it's actually an operating system. Right. Right. Yeah. Everything because builds, they all, yeah, they all interconnect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay, so let's talk a couple things. Um, so the other processes that he mentioned, which I thought were really good, was your marketing process, mm-hmm. your sales process. Your operations process. Now, when I thought operations, I, I've i always thought of your operations more of like your like accounting and functionality, whereas he's talking about what it is you do. Yeah. What yeah. what you do and how you do what you do. You know, right? Right. So, whether it's like you make something or you provide a service. Right. So if you're a product, you know, you sell products or if you provide a service, it's how you do what you do, uh, you know, and mapping that out. And, I, and then, of course... Um, you know, he talks about that could be broken into sort of some sub components, you know, because you're going to have probably project management, mm-hmm. you're going to have time management or account management, right? Uh, you're going to have customer service as yeah. a part of that. Yeah, one of ours is onboarding, right? Onboarding. onboarding a new client, very good, a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so operations, uh, accounting, obviously, having its own separate. Um, you know, thing. And and obviously that's about the flow of money in and out, uh, which is your sweet spot. Yeah. What, what do you think is, is what's a, what's a common, just really glaring problem. If a business does not have an accounting process, what, what are the downfalls? Cash flow. Yeah. <laughs> your cash, cash flow, flow sucks. I have who has no idea how many invoices they have outstanding. Mm. And so they just, they got an idea. This person owes this money, but there's, it's not documented anywhere. Mm. So 
Uh, I, it's interesting, but um, yeah, cash flow is going to be your number one, and then and then just being able to budget, having historical data so that you can trend things, so especially if you're a seasonal business, to be able to to manage that cash flow um, according to trends. If you don't have an accounting system that's showing that, then you know you're not going to have the advantage of looking at three years worth of data to see what the next three years are going to look like. Also, it ends up costing you in the long run. Mm. For instance, if you don't have an accounting system and then you show up at your tax accountant's office with a box of receipts and you're like, <laughs> just do it for me. Okay, you're, you're, you're paying someone 300 bucks an hour, hour to do your books. And what should be like maybe two and a half hours is like 13 hours. Right. And then you're finding out, you know, at the end of the year or if they do an extension nine months after the end of the year. Oh, we made this much money. And it's like, wow. you should probably know that by the end of the month, mm. you know? Um, so that's, that's the value of, of the accounting system. It's not fun. It's not glamorous. You know, it's not sales. Right. Right. But, uh, important part. You know, I think, um, kind of going back to operations, you know, one of the things that we're looking at, um, and, and I think this is probably true for a lot of established businesses who've been doing business the way they've been doing business, especially if you started in the 80s. Um, you know, you probably started with a paper system. Um, you probably had a folder system. Right. Um, you probably had a file. With, and you, you, copy, know. you copied everything. Yeah. Yes. That Copies would, of everything. That's what you did in the 80s, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And then... You know, in the in the mid '90s, computers came out, but they weren't really widely adopted. It wasn't really until probably early 2000 that you know desktops and and actually became affordable, right? And people started using them. So really, you know, we're we're talking about you know the the technology of business is like in middle school, right. you know, like you're like an eighth grader going into high school when it comes to technology. But right. here's what's crazy. We're looking at and talking about process. So we're looking for a stack and, and we've been trying different things. You know, we use get my time with you mm -hmm. and, you know, doing our time management and we use, um, you know, we've been using Asana for project management. Um, you know, we've looked at uh, Civi CRM for some of our, um, you know, client relationship management tools. And I think for other businesses who are trying to create a process, if you can find, I believe, if you can find technology that's web-based that can automate some of these processes for you, which mm -hmm. is why we're looking for a stack right. where we can have project management, we can have time management, and have billing management, and let those be able to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Right. Because right. And you want it to, you want it to be web-based. Right. Absolutely. You do mm -hmm. not want to be tied to the computer, so you want to be able to access it from your phone, from home. Another client's computer, yeah. you know, that's key when I think about it because we're the same way. We've got a project management software for accounting. We have QuickBooks Online that we use, which is web-based, and we use T-sheets for time tracking. Mm -hmm. um, and all, all three talk to each other. Right. So, um, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. And I and Do you have a to-do list? Yes, in the project management. In the project management one? Right. So you can have milestones, to-dos. You can have, you know, basic project, you know, things that are pre-built, like a template. Yeah. Like yeah, you were talking yeah. about, but yeah. yeah. Um, well, good. Yeah. So I think that is absolutely important. Um, 
customer retention. This, I like that one. Yeah, this is. I didn't even think of that one. Did you? As a process, I, I do only because I come from a, you know, in my automotive background, I spent 12 years working in the automotive industry and, you know, customer retention is huge in the automobile industry because you have service opportunities, you know, yeah. on a quarterly basis, usually for oil changes. Then you have about every three to four years or four to six years, you have a new vehicle sale opportunity. So client retention is huge, especially if you're you talking, want them to come back to that particular dealership. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, whether you're selling 30, 40, 100 vehicles, 300 vehicles a month, those numbers add up very quickly. And then when you multiply years, like you've got a really large customer database. Yeah. And so having a process that is, is you know, automated is, is really important. Again, the the I feel like part of what um, you know corporate America has been a little too reliant upon these automations is they lose they lose the empathy component. I was going to say personal touch when they're just like well, it fill is. out the survey monkey and you're right. Like, okay. Yeah, it it really does. So it goes back to okay, can can your automation process reflect that you understand? What am I thinking four years after I bought my car and and are you demonstrating that to me in your communications that, hey, we understand you're worried about if something were to break on your car and it's going to cost you X amount of dollars, you know, and then you come up with a cost comparison versus buy a new car or buy an extended warranty or proactively stay up on your, you know, services like just educate me and show me the options, right? So right. again, as, instead of just like, hey, it's been four years, come buy a car. We got $2.99 a month, you know, yada, yada, right? right. right? Yeah, yeah, I can so, see that. So we've been talking about doing, I mean, it's been on our list to do client, some kind of client appreciation on some kind of annual basis, whether it's their anniversary date or the date they started their business or something like that. So it's always been something in the back of my head that we want to mm -hmm. do, but this, I never thought of it as an entire Process. process. So I'm looking forward to diving into that as a process. Yeah. Um, I, I like the word he used in the book was proactive about your client retention mm -hmm. um, process. And, and again, goes back to trying to think ahead and put yourself in their shoes. What's important to them. It's, it's so critical. Um, and then of course, um, you know, it's all about what happens sort of after you've provided that service or after they bought that product, you know, and, and do you create a culture or a, um, an expectation level of if they come back to you, they know there's an incentive and, or if they refer people to you, there's also an incentive, you know, like, right. There's so many different components of that. And I think it's absolutely 100% probably a, a very, Underutilized. In fact, if you go back to marketing, you know, I've talked about this before on other um, podcast episodes, the sales marketing funnel um, often is think is thought of in terms of three layers, awareness, uh, consideration, and then conversion, and they stop. Mm -hmm. The problem is that there's another piece to the funnel that a lot of people miss out on, and it really goes back to the retention, and that is loyalty, right? Mm -hmm. And then referrals, basically becoming an ambassador, right? Right. So there's like, I'm going to be loyal to you is another part of the funnel. Uh -huh. And then not only am I loyal, I'm going to become an ambassador and tell other people, hey, you need to get with these guys. Right. And those two pieces of the funnel are often, often overlooked and should be part of that sort of marketing 
you know, process, even though they've kind of broken it out here. Um, okay, so those are that, that's great information. I think talking about documenting your core processes. Um, he talks about the 2080 rule when it comes to actually getting into the nuts and bolts and the, you know, how far into the weeds do you go in, in creating your process? You know, it's like document, drop your pen. He's like, pick do up not your pen. write a 500 page paper. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do not. Turn on your computer. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we you want to I, I thought it was interesting. 20 percent of what produces 80% of the results is what you want to map out, right? right? You're going to have those core things. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, and then package it. Um, and so like for us, we're creating the digital ops way. You guys are creating the Lilyfield accounting solutions way. Right. 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 Um, this is how we do it. This is a lily. Yeah. This is a, these are Lilyfield books. So for you, it's a book. That's like well, a I mean, folder, it's like, or? well, no, it's uh, like, like, the idea of having Lilyfield books for clients—that's how we do it. Yeah, These are, this is the Lilyfield type of accounting or bookkeeping or whatever. Yeah, but it's for you, accounting. for your own. Oh, how do we document? Like, how did you package it? How do I pack to the employees? Yeah, we, we kind of have an employee handbook. <laughs> this is what we're talking about that's in the book. We don't have any. Yeah, we, you're right. We we, we kind we, of have. I mean, we have an EOS finder. We have an EOS finder, right? And right. like I said, we are in in the thick of it. We are creating as we speak. And and you know, it, and it's so funny because you know we're we're you know been been in the business for thirty years. We have employee manuals. We have a share. You know, we we have a lot of things. But you know, do we have a a um digital ops way, if you will, that has our HR process, our marketing process, our sales process, our operations process, all of that mapped out? No, we don't. Okay. So I do have to give a shout out to our business manager who also does our HR stuff. Okay. She put together the best team onboarding process mm. ever for our latest new employee. Nice. And she, I mean, and it's fantastic. And and we packaged it good. Okay. So it started off with a breakfast right. where all the whole team came in for the morning mm -hmm. to greet her and, ha and just have a breakfast and right. hang out for about 30 minutes. And then uh, <coughs> a checklist of exactly how we'll onboard her that day. And she walked right through it. And she all the paperwork was done before she walked in the door. I mean, it was a really good process. And it was just like a wow process for your first day. You know, it's. I hope it made her feel comfortable. Like, yes, I made the right choice. Right. You know. Well, and, and, and for us, um, you know, Jesse Johnson does a great job with our orientation, mm -hmm. um, our for your onboarding. Yeah, yeah, for our interns. Um, you know, and, and um, you know, we have a, a little slide deck that we go through. And I, and I would say within that slide deck, there, there are some of these processes that are, you know, kind of part of it. But mm -hmm. it's really more specifically for those account coordinators, interns. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so well, cool. All right. So the next sort of segment of uh, creating your process is really about, um, you know, making sure that everyone follows the plan, that everyone follows the process. And and I think the one visual that he uses is is it's and again he I love that he's always about worksheets or you know visuals or you know the mm -hmm. VTO in itself is right. like 
you look at this one thing and it like tells this whole story. Right. And so, you know, the circle of life, uh, you know, visual is to, you know, try to create a visual that tells the story of, you know, the whole cycle of your process, you know, where it might start from, you know, when a client comes on board, their experience, the service work you're doing, your, you know, your, your operations process, the retention, and then in between, like what's the internal stuff that's happening, you know, and it's again, such a great visual, you know, I'm not a huge fan. I don't know. The circle of life seems a little corny for me. I like, I like a 360 plan Mm -hmm. is, is kind of cool because you're getting to see sort of this. No, it wasn't in their book. I was going to say, I don't remember reading that. Totally not. This is my own like <laughs> rewording because like circle of life and I go to like the Lion King. Right. <laughs> and then things just don't go business very well. Like I hear it's you. like scar like and 360 though. Yeah. So yeah. it's like the, the full circle view of your client's experience as well as your part, you know, involvement in that. So sort of that 360 path um, is what I use. And again, it's circular, it's mm-hmm. complete. Um, I think it's really good. And then obviously, you know, sharing that with your team. Um, and then, you know, does, do you need to do some retraining? Because obviously mm-hmm. for us, as we're talking about going through this and there's a lot of stuff that's changing, you may have staff that's on, on board. That's not been through like all this new stuff. Right, right? Right, so you're right, going to have right. to bring, bring yeah. them up and, and bring them through that. Um the other thing that he talks about is is man, how are you going to manage the people in the part of the process, which to me, it goes back to the accountability chart, right? It's, right. it's keeping people accountable for these processes, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. What are your, what, you know, kind of how did you wrap up that? that Managing part? accountability for the processes. Well, for us, at least for the operations piece, we have a, a clear cut management review. And when Mm -hmm. we onboard our bookkeepers, they know exactly what the management review entails. Mm -hmm. Um, And we put it in, we build in safeguards into the month end close process. And we tell them, Hey, this is what we're going to be looking at when we do a monthly review so that they're already looking at it to begin with. Right. Right. So they've already looked at these reports that we're going to be looking at before they ever send it to us. Mm-hmm. And then if they see anything or have questions or notes, they send them to us. So then we do the review and we send the notes back. Well, they they don't necessarily want to get notes back, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if they get those notes back, they're usually really good about documenting it in our project management system to make sure they don't do it again. Um, but usually they're just very proactive when they close the month so that when they send it to us, it's very few review notes that they get. Yeah, so I, that's kind of how we keep everybody on board there. And then really our leadership team meetings, um, our weekly EOS meetings, um, one of the things are you're supposed to bring up your issues. Mm. And I think uh, we're starting to like really nip those in the bud as they come up because we're meeting. We're, we were meeting weekly. Now we're going to bi-weekly for the summer. So. Right. Yeah. 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 I think you're, that's great. I mean, you know, regular communications, um, you know, measurement tools like project management software definitely are a way to sort of keep it very objective. 
mm-hmm. um, not personal, right, right, and and tied to a a business process. So, and that's why I love the process too, because I personally I don't like to manage. Mm. I really don't. That's why yeah. we're hiring an accounting manager. <laughs> but I do it right now because I have to. Right. But what Michael Gerber said in the e that really struck home, and that's what, part of the reason that I was able to be like, oh, I can do this, is he said if you create the process and you train the employees on the process, Mm -hmm. then you don't have to necessarily manage because what you do is you just say, you pull out the process. Now it's kind of, you know, between you and the employee instead of you, you know, the employee, right? you know, you're saying, oh, it looks like you failed to do steps two, three, and four which is much less threatening for both parties. If, right. this, if you're someone that's not non-confrontational and you don't mm-hmm. want to, you don't want to bring it up because you feel bad. Well, no, you can just say, Oh, it looks like, you know, steps three, four and five weren't done. Right. And you know, there's no, it takes the feelings out of it, which I like that. Yeah. 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 Guys, uh, that's going to be a wrap on chapter seven. So we got two weeks left. We're going to, we're going to wrap this thing up next uh, Friday. And then the following Friday, we're going to have two left. Uh, so next week is the traction component, chapter eight. Uh, I hope you guys will join us again. My name is Michael Wynn. Thank you again, Katie Lilly, for joining in. We'll see you guys next Friday and I hope you have a great weekend.